With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Proudly brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Tom Verducci's going to join us in 25 minutes. Baseball has themselves a controversy. What does it mean for the Astros? What does it mean for the 2017 World Series? Heck, this year's playoffs. We'll discuss with Tom Verducci, MLB insider on Fox and from the MLB Network. Jason Lockham 4 is going to join us later on in the show. We'll get his take on this weird Colin Kaepernick workout. News that came down yesterday, uh, midway through our show, which we reacted to. We'll react to today where some in the Kaepernick camp are claiming, hey, why are we working out on a Saturday, not a Tuesday? Rick Bucher will join us. Uh, look, the Lakers look good. Suns are better. Lakers look good. Huge upset in college basketball as Walter, Walter McCarty, former Kentucky Wildcat, second-year head coach at Evansville, his hometown Evansville, goes in to Lexington and gets a victory over the, uh, the number one-ranked Wildcats. lot to get to. But let's start with this Astros controversy. Okay, Mike Fires used to be a pitcher 
for the Houston Astros in 2017. And look, is there confirmation bias to it? I'm sure there is. There's long been rumored to be some sort of sign stealing by the Houston Astros. But Mike Fires came out and was like, look, they used high-speed cameras. I know I was there. I actually feel bad about it. And I'd, I'd like for it to change. Here's Astros general manager Jeff Lunau being asked point blank if he knew anything about the team potentially stealing signs. Were you aware of any of this, of these allegations going on at all? Just yes or no? Yeah, I mean, specifically, I'm not, I'm not going to get into exactly what I knew or anybody knew at this point. Um, so, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and, and, and see what... Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be a, an appropriate time to answer that question directly. I'm not trying to avoid it. Um, I just think at this point um, we are, you know, we're going to investigate it and figure out what the facts are, and then we'll respond after that. Hmm. 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 I'm not going to respond at this time because the response, right? If the answer is no, the answer is no. It's always going to be no. I didn't know anything about it. Nothing. Um, he was given a, a little bit of a parachute there in the, did you know anything about the allegations? Sure. I knew about the allegations. I mean, they called me and said, do you know anything about these allegations? Do you know anything about this? And then, or, or did you know about, did you guys steal signs? Did you know that you were stealing signs? Was there a high speed camera used? And I understand that in baseball, it is actually not illegal to steal signs. It's not. It, uh, stealing signs is a lot like uh, counting cards in Vegas. You know counting cards. That's what uh, Rain Man did, right? Counting cards in Vegas is not illegal. It is not. It's not illegal under federal, local laws, uh, provided that there's no card counting device or player or person assisting the player in counting cards. It should be pointed out that casinos will kick you out. They have the right to do so if they believe you're counting cards, but it's not actually illegal to count cards. Nope. It's not appreciated, which is a lot like sign stealing, unless you use an external device, which is exactly like what they're accused of doing with the Houston Astros. Nobody's saying when you got a runner at second, they can decipher the sign, touch their shoulder, you know a curveball's coming. No, no, no. That is an uh, age-old practice. But the, the Astros like, look, man, we just use our cameras to study if you're tipping pitches. We just look at how you're holding the glove. Okay. Okay. And to, to people who say, hey, listen, it's baseball. This is part of the gamesmanship of baseball. I would say gamesmanship is a misdemeanor, is a, don't do that again, is a, you do it again, we're going to throw at your best player's head. This is misdemeanor as opposed to using the camera makes it felonious. By the way, one of my favorite words in the English dictionary, felonious. It's bad and it sounds even worse. It sounds, uh, very um, nefarious. Felonious is nefarious. Another great word. So Luna told you, Luna told you exactly what you need to know. Of course he knew about it. 
Of course, he knew the allegations were out there. Of course, he knew about it. Did you do anything to stop it? Were you the one who started it? Who was the one? Like all that stuff will eventually come out. We're sure that they were doing it. And I'm guessing they're going to use the Patriots defense, which is not actually a good one, because unlike the Patriots defense, which was, hey, we used the cameras, but we used the camera for years. There was no law that said we couldn't use cameras to go from sideline to, to the game camera. Why, why, why can't we? The law was behind the technology a little bit. In baseball, the law is not behind the technology. You're not allowed to use an iPhone and you're not allowed to use any sort of no devices in there. Even Fitbits. Man, I got 12,000 steps. Oh, that's a fastball. Can't use a Fitbit. Like baseball wants to maintain the core of their integrity and got electronics out of it. And that's how they do it. But just like card, uh, card counting not being illegal, sign stealing is not illegal unless you use that external device. And that's where it gets nefarious. All right. I was driving in the car the other day and uh, in Southern California, I don't know how it is, you know, most, most places it's what, four miles an hour over to nine mile an hours, uh, miles an hour over. I was on a road and I passed a police officer and my son said it was 65. I was driving 71 and he's like, are you going to get pulled over? I said, I don't think so. He said, why not? You're speeding. I said, technically I am speeding. But am I speeding to the point where I need to be pulled over and given a speeding ticket? The answer is no. He's like, well, what is the, what is the number? Like, there's no magic number. Not that it would have anything to do with them having to reach their monthly quota. No, 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 no. That does, no quotas in writing speeding tickets. Anyway, that would be um, nefarious. Nefarious, yes. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. But there is, in baseball, there is gamesmanship. You are, it's, it's like throwing at a guy, you know, look, if you throw at a guy and you hit him in the hip, that's baseball. That's baseball. If you throw at a guy and you take out try and tomahawk his head. Now all of a sudden we're going to come to blows. If you're going into second base and you have a takeout slide where you go, you're, you're a little slow to get down. You got your hands in the air and you're just boogity, 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 boogity. But if you slide a, a yard off the bag, spikes up, trying to decleat the guy, now all of a sudden we're coming to blows. Just like when you're behind the wheel of a car. I was like, look, in Southern California, the traffic's never great. When it is great, most roads, you go 74 to 65, you're good. You know, 85 or over, they're usually they're going to ring you up. 85? Yeah, that's about how it goes. You know, just staying around the speed limit. That's the difference here. So to, to people who are brushing this off as hey, it's baseball and look, baseball, same thing with steroids. You've heard people go, well, they took greenies out of the game. People weren't hitting 60 and 70 home runs when they were using greenies. They've been using greenies forever. Baseball is boring. You need, sometimes you need a little, a little amphetamine to, I'm joking, sort of. But the idea of performance enhancers, like it, it's the difference, honestly, between steroids and protein powder. Like, look, you, you have to work hard for either. And that's the one thing about steroids is people think you just inject yourself with steroids and all of a sudden you jump to the moon. Like, no, what it, it does give you more testosterone. Your performance will be better, but also gives you the ability to train more often, build more muscle and replenish your energy quicker. 
and the art of it, the other substances that you can take, the protein, the creatine, all those other things, they're, they're not going to stimulate you the way that synthetic testosterone is. But there's a difference, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. There's a difference between misdemeanor and felony. There's a difference between protein powder and protein shakes. And I got to go take my shake and I got to eat a bunch of beef and I got to drink water and carry, you know, the guy that carries around that jug of water and steroid guy. The Astros taking it to this degree become steroid guy. The Astros taking it to this degree become the guy who's driving, you know, 90 on the freeway going, what? I, everybody speeds. The non-denial denial from their general manager tells you all I need to know. And now it's baseball's job to figure out what to do with it. But when you win a World Series, when you compete for another one, everyone's saying that you're stealing signs and you're do so using electronics. If you were in Vegas and people said you were counting cards and you got caught with an artificial card counter, you'd end up missing a finger in some, in some gutter. There's, there's operating the gray and then there's blatantly breaking the rules. And I think we all know what the Astros are accused of. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Colin Kaepernick sued the league and then took a settlement. And I'm sure because he was the face of this and still is the face of the movement, it's different than Eric Reed. It just is. And anyone who thinks it's not, you're kidding yourself. And whatever his level of toxicity has died down, his level of popularity has honestly died down. But the NFL, like, I don't know, like if I'm running a team, like, hey, are we allowed to bring him in? Like in, in the documents that you guys signed, does this mean he's not going to play in the NFL anymore? Do we have to have like clearance to have him do this? You know, like what, what's kosher? And I'm sure the NFL got enough of this, enough of these calls. Like, you know what? Let's just, we'll pay the freight. We'll throw the workout. And what happens with it is, all right, let's do it on a Saturday. Hold on now. You got all these teams playing on a Sunday. Why don't you do it on a Tuesday? All workouts are on a Tuesday. Yes, workouts are on a Tuesday, usually because everybody else is off. But that's for each individual team. We want to do this for all teams. This would cut into their Tuesday workouts when they try out a kicker. They, they, they bring up a practice team guy and they try and figure out if they want, how they want to fill their roster for the next week. I actually think sometimes the truth is more bizarre than fiction and it is in fact explainable. Right? So like if you really think that the NFL who already, who already gave some kind of financial settlement to Colin Kaepernick is going to sit there and try and control this thing and keep him out of the league again, or if they kept him out of the league as a controlling body the first time, that would be silly, and obviously that would probably be a violation of whatever they signed. He also mentioned, Steve Weiss did, some NFL executives said they preferred Saturday because of logistical reasons regarding regional scouts. Most teams are looking at this as a first step towards having Kaepernick in for more private workouts in the offseason, not signing him right after Saturday's workout. Now, look, if he wows them, and if you're Kaepernick and you really want to play in the league, like, hey, dude, any opportunity. I didn't want to do that nonsense league that went under. I don't really want to do the XFL. I want to play in the NFL. And if you show up in great shape and zipping that football around, moving around, you're like, hey, let's bring him in on a Tuesday. Why not? This is just one of those, like, uh, are we allowed to do this? Are we, is it okay? Are we going to get a call from the commissioner? Are we going to like, no, bring him in. I'll tell you what, here, this is how we, you're good. This is the Pee Wee, this is the Pee Wee Reese moment. Pee Wee Reese, course play with jackie robinson they're playing in cincinnati one day day game 
Cincinnati's fans were hurling all kinds of insults at Jackie Robinson, and Pee Wee Reese went and put his arm around him. He, he's one. He's a Dodger. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's not quite as warm and as cuddly from the NFL, but considering he sued the league, and the league is like, we know you sued us. We know you made us look bad, look like we were colluding against you. You're struggling to get a workout with teams. We'll pay for everything. You show up Saturday in Atlanta. We'll do the whole thing. It is not nefarious, as some people would lead you to believe. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's welcome in Tom Verducci, who does an amazing job. MLB on Fox covering the World Series. You also see him on uh, the MLB Network. Uh, help me out here, Tom. Like, again, I, 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 I not only respect your work, but all of your sources. And this feels like the worst kept secret ever is that the Astros were stealing signs. Like, they, no one talks about this stuff like, like they have recently. But the high use of the high speed camera changes things. What's the general reaction to Mike Fires outing his old team yesterday? Well, that fact you just mentioned there, where you have a player on the record from a team admitting they had a system in place in 2017, that's pretty big. I mean, as you mentioned, it has been kind of the worst kept secret. Now, remember the timing here, Doug, too. This is 2017. Um, and I think it was, I don't want to say rampant, but not uncommon in baseball that several teams were using whatever edges they could find. Essentially what happened was the technology outpaced baseball's ability to police it in terms of putting cameras in ballparks that could pick up catch, uh, the catcher's signals. Teams would actually scout the sign sequences that catchers use for certain pitchers, so they would know that going into the game, train a camera on those signs, and in real time, there would be monitors right next to the dugout. And in the Astros' case, they would bang on a trash can so the hitter would know, hey, that's a changeup coming. So what happened was this year, um, because it was prevalent, uh, Rob Manford, the MLB commissioner, said basically take all the cameras away, at least from foul pole to foul pole. Now those monitors are not next to the dugout. They're back in the clubhouse. They're on a, a, real, a delay. I think it's about 10 or 15-second delay. And there are security agents from MLB that monitor that. So, again, we're talking about this system that Fires is talking about. That was 2017. It's much harder to pull that off. And I think because it was easy to pull off in 2017, that's why it was so prevalent. It, it, it was still illegal, though, right? The use of height. Like, this is one of those things where there's always been gamesmanship in trying to steal signs. But when you start to use electronics, even in 2017, that would be deemed illegal. Totally. Uh, it was at least unethical, and everybody would know that. Remember, 2017 was also the year that Manfred fined the Red Sox for using the Apple Watch to communicate signs to the batters and the Yankees for use, uh, improper use of a bullpen or dugout phone for the same reason. Uh, the Astros were fined for having an employee surveil with a camera the Indians and Red Sox dugout. So all this is going on in 16 and 17. Uh, and if there weren't specific <laughs> protocols against it, everybody knew that it was unethical. So 
Doug, this has been going on literally since 1900. No, no, no. <laughs> look, I, 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 look, I get the idea of st- like stealing signs, but again, once you, st- it's like it's like counting cards, right? Stealing signs is not illegal. Counting cards is not illegal. It's, both are frowned upon. But when you start using electronics, now the sudden it becomes illegal. D- didn't the Yankees this year accuse the Astros of whistling in the dugout? Yeah, now that was interesting. They did say um, that they heard whistling in the dugout. Generally, that basically means somebody is stealing signs and they're relaying to the hitter by virtue of the whistle or lack of a whistle, whether it was off-speed or a fastball. Now, what I had heard from Houston sources myself is the Astros know they've had this reputation out there. So they were whistling just to get inside the heads of the Yankees. They didn't have a sign-stealing scheme going on but they know reputation preceded themselves. I saw Astros players on the bases faking to the hitter that they had the catcher signs by a shake of a head or a hand signal. They were literally messing with the Yankees trying to get inside their heads because they're aware themselves of what their reputation is. Is that, that's how they knew Araldis Chapman was throwing that slider that Jose Altuve hit that hasn't landed yet. That there was <laughs> it was it was a, a fake deke, Doug, if you will. You, you could have hit that one. <laughs> uh, 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 Tom Verducci joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Okay, well, Clayton Kershaw is seen as a postseason choker, right? He just is, and he had a I think a three or a four run lead twice. In Game 5, they gave up five home runs. It was the never-say-die Astros in the World Series 2017. I've heard enough people say, well, it's really hard to do the trash can thing in the World Series with all the noise. My guess is there's a plan, you know, there's a plan for everything. They got silent counts in the NFL. There's got to be a way to to, to send the sign to, to the hitter. Um, what are the, What's the Dodgers' reaction to this story? Um, like you, not terribly surprised. I'm not sure they're, and I know they won't do this. They won't make the leap to say, that's the reason we lost the World Series. I mean, let's face it, it got to a game seven, and that was at Dodger Stadium. Houston obviously won that game, and ironically, it was a game in which you Darvish was tipping his pitches by the way he was putting the ball in his glove. Now, that's old-fashioned sign-stealing or tipping. Uh, that's not Darvish himself, because that was something that the Houston hitters could see without the use of any devices. That's a different story. But I think because the Game 7 was at home, uh, this thing is not as bad. But I went back, Doug, and looked, and this doesn't prove anything, but it, it brings to mind that once this story is out there, right, everything is kind of tainted. Because as a fan, you can take it as far as you want, because we really don't know literally how much it affected the outcome of the game. But I went back and looked at the swing and miss rate on change-ups for the Houston Astros in the 2017 postseason at home because <laughs> that pitch, the changeup, is designed literally full hitters, right? Get guys out front. But if you know it's coming, you're not going to be fooled. And their swing and miss rate on changeups in the postseason was a fraction of what it was for the opponents. It was a fraction of the regular season average for major league teams. They were either really, really good, I mean super good for those four-week stretches against the Red Sox, the Dodgers, um, and who else was in there, and the, and the Indians, I believe. Yeah. The Yankees, I'm sorry, the Yankees, that they were really good for that three-, four-week stretch, or maybe there was some help. And again, how much help? We don't know. But if there's any help, that's wrong. Yeah, this this reminds me of like Lance Armstrong, right? Because the 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 story on Lance Armstrong was like, oh, Lance Armstrong, I'd never cheated. Like, okay, well, it's in it's in cycling where everybody we we believe everybody is dirty, and for you to be the best 
rider when everybody else is dirty. Just it, 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 it defies logic, right? And if everybody's trying to steal signs a little bit and you're having the most success and you say, we're not doing it at all, that I don't believe. I just, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't buy it. Um, the question is, you know, did, could they use it on the road? Could they use their technology on the road? Uh, could they use it in the playoffs? And, um, and, and obviously, was, was anybody else using this technology or were they the only ones? Like all of this stuff is super interesting. Um, what's Manfred's reputation in terms of his heavy handedness? Well, I think the one case that really stands out is he banned the general manager of the Braves for life from baseball, John Capolella. That was for infractions related to uh, cheating the system on international free agent signings. Uh, that was the one time he came down quickly and really hard. But his nature as a lawyer is to be very deliberate, uh, build consensus, take his time on issues. So... You know, I don't think there's any indication right now that he's going to be super quick or heavy-handed on this. I think he has to find out a couple of things here. He obviously has to find out if there was true intent, what was it, and if he can, to identify individuals. Now, if that happens, that's a bigger story. I mean, I think there's probably some sort of fine, maybe loss of a draft pick here, if there is any kind of a proof. But individuals, especially, Doug, if there's something that happens this year with the protocols in place, if the commissioner can tie an individual to a rigged scheme against rules that where he warned clubs, he could be talking about banning someone for life. I'm not saying that's where it's going, but that's the kind of sway that he has. All right, a uh, couple, couple quick ones as uh, we're not yet to hot stove league time. Garrett Cole getting the pitch from CC Sabathia to be a Yankee. He actually owns a house kind of down the street from me, and he's from Orange County. And there's been, you know, the Angels are trying to get a stadium built, and they obviously have Trout under contract. Uh, for the next millennium. Um, best guess on Garrett Cole? Well, first of all, settle in. <laughs> it's going to take, it's going to be at least till January, maybe even February. He's going to sign the richest pitching contract in the history of the game. And I think the Angels are the front runners for Garrett Cole because it is home, because there's a tremendous need for that team, as you know. I actually think their core position players is pretty darn good. Yep. You have two of the most exciting players in Trout and Otani. A real exciting prospect coming up in Joe Adele and the best defensive shortstop in baseball in Simmons. So they desperately need pitching, and this guy is tailor-made for them. They can't continue to waste the prime of Mike Trout. They have to go get pitching. He's their number one target. Um, all right, what about the Nationals? They, they win the World Series, but now all of a sudden, you know, their best hitter is on the market. Their best pitcher is on the market. What do the Nationals look like at the start of the season? I like their chances to have Strasburg back in that rotation. Uh, this guy moved his family from California to Washington recently in the last year or two. He really loves it there. Um, I think this is the case, sort of like Kershaw with the Dodgers, the Bathy with the Yankees, where you just redo the deal and give him now uh, even a bump up of what was a really good deal, but definitely market value. Rendon is a more difficult case. I think he's an interesting player because Anthony is a guy who I think will sign or could sign a shorter-term deal for a huge AAV. Think about that contract the Dodgers offered Bryce Harper. It's like, yeah, we want you, but we don't want you for 13 years. We want you for like your four or five best years. I could see Rendon doing that with a team like the Dodgers. I mean, he'll have a ton of interest from teams like the White Sox, the Rangers, the Nationals to bring him back. Um, but I'm, I don't think he's going to – everybody's going to look at the Arenado contract, but I, I think he might be a guy who says, give me your best offer over five years, 
and it'll be a gigantic average annual value. That'd be fin- that'd be interesting considering how long we laid it, waited last year for that deal, and then the Trout deal got done actually beforehand. And, and what happens this year? La- last thing, uh, Bruce Bochy is an institution um, in all of California, right, with the Pods, and of course with the Giants, where he won three World Series. Gabe Kapler, who kind of struggled, you know, he struggled early on, and then kind of to fit in with culturally maybe in Philadelphia. That's the guy they tapped to replace him. What's your reaction to Gabe Kapler being kind of re- reunited with uh, Farhan Zahidi? Yeah, you, you hit it right there. I can't say I was surprised because right from the get-go, I thought he was the favorite because Farhan really loved working with him with the Dodgers. And what was interesting to hear Farhan talk about how people in the Phillies organization, including, I guess, some players, were texting him or calling him to let him know how highly they thought of Gabe Kapler. And I've always been the school, Doug, that I, and I know there's a lot of managers out there who have made an impact first year. Alex Cora last year, uh, Rocco Baldelli this year. I get that. But generally, I like ex- managers on their second job. And I think Gabe will be better. You're right. He wasn't a great fit in Philadelphia two straight years. Uh, they really didn't play well at the end of the season. I like a team that plays their best baseball late in the year. I think it is a reflection on the manager. Uh, I think it'll be better this time around, but I think that connection, and it's obviously a friendship, not just a professional relationship, but a good friendship where they can work together, that's good for the Giants to know starting out that those two, the general manager or the president of baseball ops uh, and the manager, are on the same page. Awesome stuff. Uh, that's Tom Verducci. And, of course, you see him on MLB Network and on Fox Sports covering Major League Baseball. Tom, uh, really amazing day to be talking about baseball, especially <laughs> a World Series played three seasons ago. But it's a huge story, and we really appreciate your insight. You got it, Doug. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Tom Verducci. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's welcome in Jason LaCamfora, who covers uh, the NFL for CBS Sports and CBSSports.com. All right, the, the Kaepernick workout. What do you make of it? I mean, uh, if teams were interested in Colin Kaepernick, they could have gone about this in their own way. Um, but I think if you're the NFL, and this is now going on three years, and you're involved with the Players Coalition in a movement that, that he started that isn't going away, um, and Colin Kaepernick, as a... Um, as a story, as as a uh, you know, an advocate for change, as you know, someone who's on a mission and going from community to community doing his work, that's not going away. So I, I think the league reached a point where um, they felt like there had to be some measure taken or some sense of closure on this, and you know, some way of extending an olive branch of some sort, and we can argue how. Um, meaningful that will end up being in the end, but of of I think kind of checking themselves or clearing themselves for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years down the road when people are writing about this time in American history and American sports history, and 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 at least somewhere in the first four paragraphs now is 
but the NFL did extend, you know, to Kaepernick an unprecedented opportunity to schedule a workout for him and invite all 32 teams, something that had never happened before. Um, I, that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I think it's, we- it's weird because, like you said, they've been able to work him out for three years. They want to call him in and work him out. My, my guess, and, and, and this is, again, you're an insider. I'm not. I'm an outsider. I'm just guessing. Is it possible, possible, Jason, that because of the lawsuit, that there was like, wait a second, are we allowed to do this? Like, and they, you get a call like, can we just bring him in? Or is there, like, how do you want to do that? How, how can we do on the up and up? Like, years like they, they everybody you, knows his status you, i mean do you think he ends up in somebody's camp like like next year yes because that's what they're saying this is about it's about next year yeah I, I mean it's it's possible there's gonna be a whole nother crop of quarterbacks and they're all gonna be younger than him and they've found a way to systematically ignore him for three years so i don't know that this workout changes it um i mean again like some people are like, well, I, maybe teams didn't want to bring him in because it'd be a distraction and blah, 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 blah. I mean, how many people you think are at a Jacksonville Jaguars team facility on Tuesday when there's, you know what I mean, when there's no practice? Like, I don't know that I'd buy that, but okay, if this somehow gives them cloak of cover and we'll all just send somebody so it's not like we've got to answer a bunch of questions about it individually. I mean, maybe, but there's not like Eric Reed's playing every week. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys who did the exact same thing. I mean, I know Michael Bennett, like, isn't now, but there still are a few guys who were doing it around the league. Um, but yet this guy, you know what I mean? Nobody felt like they could bring him in for a workout because it would be so much of a distraction. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, look, it, it, at least now people will have sat there with their own stopwatches, with their own eyes, and with their own notepads and recorded all this, and they'll bring it back to their facilities. But trust me, the guys who are going to be at this thing are not going to be decision-makers by and large. There may be a few pro-personnel director types or pro-personnel assistants, but it's not going to be the kind of guys who could actually get him in the building. But maybe it facilitates more conversation, and maybe he looks good enough that it, it, it does foster an environment where somebody's willing to bring him in um, you know, to compete for a job as a backup or whatever next year. But... I'm not sure, man. They're having more and more success with young, cheap, you know what I mean, backups. Yep. And he's going to, he's 32. I, I don't know. Uh, look, I, I think there's a bunch of places he could be a really good backup, right? Me in, too. In, in, in Houston, in, frankly, in Baltimore, obviously that thing went sideways. Um, you know, anywhere there's a, a quarterback who has the potential to get hurt because they, they run around. Um, Seattle, but he had said previously he didn't want to be a backup has his own personal narrative changed and he wants, you know, he's okay with that and and he wants to just be ready and ready to get the starter ready. That that will maybe be the most interesting thing in the in the interviews. Jason Lockamfora joining us, CBSSports.com. So Adam Gase, like the the working rumor in the NFL was like he's one and done, he's out of here. The Jets midseason or a little after midseason, they beat the Giants now like, no, no, no. Adam Gase <laughs> is definitely coming back next yeah. year. Oh, most sure. jets. This Absolutely. is the most jets move ever. Yeah, we have no plans to fire anybody. I mean, no one ever does before Thanksgiving, by and large, except for extreme examples. I mean, look, anytime you're putting out votes of confidence eight games into a guy's tenure, there's there's something there's some there there, and they have ample time to turn it around. But the idea that nothing that could happen the last two months for a team that's been that bad and for a team whose quarterback has struggled for large stretches of games and weeks on end, the way Sam Darnold has it. It's not all on him, offensive coordinator, everything else. I mean, you know, uh, no offensive line and no tight ends, and I get it. 
But it's still not a pretty picture. They still have to play the Bengals and the Dolphins. Like, what if they lose both those? You really? They're going to, like, they would keep him? Really? Come on now. You know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a misguided attempt. They don't protest too much. They're sending out messages to anybody they can in the media to try to placate their fan base. But the problem is that team's probably not going to get that much better, and it's not going over really well with the fan base. And I think the, 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 the fervor is only going to be ratcheted up now because now they feel like their voice isn't being heard. But, but fret not, your voice is being heard, and your voice will be heard at the turnstiles and will be heard in all the empty seats down the stretch. Um, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm far from convinced that there's no chance they make any changes there. How could you be? Uh, so Dwayne Haskins was named the starter for the rest of the season. This is like a week and a half after he wasn't ready to play. <laughs> he, uh, the interim head coach said he's not even ready to be a candidate. Now he's the, the quarterback for the rest of the season. Um, the, the story that, that the Redskins, I don't know which is a leakier building, right? The Redskins or the Jets. Yeah, uh, you, you you would know, but they 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 both they both have leaks like the Titanic. Um, so is Dwayne Haskins working hard now? Because everybody said before he didn't know the playbook. Adrian Peterson grabbed him after one of the games and said, "Dude, you got to learn the playbook." Has that changed? I, I mean, look, they reached a point in their season where you you're going to play the young quarterback. The only reason not to play him would be that he might get hurt. And you know what? That with that offensive line, that's absolutely true. But let's be real about what Bill Callahan wants. All Bill Callahan wants to do is run the football. I mean, he'll tell you. Just listen. Like he, I don't think he could utter the word pass. Pass is a four-letter word to him. So they're going to run it a ton. They're getting Darius Geis back. They'll, they'll protect the quarterback in that respect. The team is so bad around him that you, you're not going to be able to base much of an evaluation on the final stretch of games here because they're, they're woefully overmatched for the most part. Um, he's got one receiver he can rely on, and that's it. I mean, no tight ends. I and, mean, again, even running backs, Geis has never been healthy, and Adrian Peterson is not. I mean, he starts there, but, like, he's not getting on the field pretty much anywhere else. Like, he just wouldn't. So it's not a good situation for the kid, but you, you know, they reached a point where, the you know, why not, I guess, essentially at this point, and especially knowing that the owner would want to say, you're the interim coach. Like, what, what are you really going to do? Um is it Atlanta? Could he save his job? I mean, I, I guess it was just one week. Yeah, I, but, I think he, it'd but they be really but tough. I know, but he did. He like he he basically did the tin cup. Take all the change out of your pocket and put it in the other pocket. They put offensive guys coaching defensive guys, and they go right. down and beat and they go turn around and beat the Saints. Um, they do have three home games in a row, four home games remaining. They got some potential wins. Granted, a trip to the Niners, which probably won't won't, won't end well. Uh, is there any chance he holds on I mean, to his look, job? I, the, the owner really, really likes him as a human being and really, really believes in him as a leader. But it's a results-based business, and they're they're down up. They've they've they've. I mean, this is two straight years where they've rendered everything after like October fifteenth irrelevant and obsolete. You know what I mean? Like when you're messing around one and five and you know two and seven. Like, come on now. Um, and and they weren't competitive. I mean, the problem is they just haven't been competitive week in week out. I mean, the turnover, the 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 scoring differential. At halftime for them for the year is staggering. So I mean, is it possible? Yeah, but is it probable? No, because I, I think that was their Super Bowl last week. Um, but you know, having a couple different guys calling the defense now, I, I don't know that that's going to carry them. You know, to where we're looking at them and oh my God, they went you know five and two down the stretch or whatever. Like if something like that happened, I, he really likes Dan Quinn. But I would say this: even if they, they that happened. 
there would be some, Thomas Dimitrov. Some, you know what I mean? There would be there would be some substantial change coming to continue to roll the same thing back there. Now you know, four years removed from them being at their heights, and think that this is 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 going to change drastically. Um, I, I I think would be pretty naive. Um, all right. So speaking of the dreaded vote of confidence, I don't really know what Jerry Jones had to say about Jason Garrett. Kind of, he was effuse in his praise of Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer does not coach the Dallas Cowboys. He coaches the team that beat the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he used to coach there. Yeah, yeah, he used to coach there. Um, kind of. I mean, it's it's all. And then he then he comes out and goes, and out. The guy that gets the most criticism is always the head coach, then the offense coordinator, then then the quarterback, whatever. Kind of tried to preface it, um, but I. I you know, outside of a collapse, I can't see them not winning that division. What's the status of Jason oh, Garrett in Dallas? I don't think they're winning that division. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. Um, I would have told you that in September, and I would have told you that, and maybe we did talk when they were 3-0 because um, they haven't played anybody yet, and when they play real teams is when they tend to, to be exposed. Um, look, Jerry doesn't have to say anything. Jerry didn't give the guy an extension, didn't really want to entertain it, and he's letting somebody who – He's looked at as as the ideal guy, right? Because there's a, it's the path of least resistance. Like there's no pushback. Like they know what they have there, and he's going to facilitate what they want. And they're and they're very hands on, obviously. But again, a results based based business. Jerry thinks he's got a, a roster that could compete with anybody's in the league, and that's worthy of a Super Bowl. They're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. And even if they do, and they're one and done. That's not the team he thinks he has. So him, him not reinvesting in Jason Garrett said everything. And if they're not who he thinks they should be, then he'll be going elsewhere. Who would be the guy? Lincoln Riley. It's a squeaky door you got there. Well, I thought the dog was going to go crazy, so I, w- I went outside for a minute, but it's like 25 degrees, and I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. So I, <laughs> I called an audible dog, and now I'm, now I'm back in the, the foyer. Oh, I, I, I appreciate. I appreciate the the suburban grit of being able to walk outside and stay on the stay on the phone with us. Um, now the, the the Browns got a win over a good look. The Bills are a good team. Grand the Bills had to miss two field goals in order for them to win that game. First home win of the year. How important is this Thursday night game? Oh, I think it's big. The the the, the Bills. Um, you know the Bills. I don't know that I'm going to crown the, the the Browns off that. The, the dirty little secret to the Bills is for three weeks they can't stop anybody running the ball. They're like 6.7 yards per carry. Um, you know, the Eagles couldn't run the ball all year until they played them. Washington didn't run the ball all year until they played them. Um, and obviously the Browns gouged them. So um, I, I still think the Browns have a lot, a lot of issues. You watch their play calling in the red zone. It's puzzling. Um, Baker Mayfield. Seven, is, plays is, from the, seven plays from the one-yard yeah, line. They couldn't get I mean, a touchdown. You don't, he you don't, refuses, that's, and yet that's who they've been all year, yet he refuses to kick field goals in what are always close games. Um, wants nothing to do with the three points, but then you also can't get in the end zone. Uh, there, there's still, you know, there's still some stuff there that gives you pause. If, if they simplify their attack and just rely on the two running backs they have and play the way Pittsburgh plays, which is, okay, the quarterback's going to throw short, intermediate, quick stuff, get it out of there, um, and we're going to beat you with our defense and we're going to grind you with our run game. Then, then I think Cleveland you know, could find a little joy in the second half of the season. I still don't think anywhere close to getting out of the hole that they're in, and I think this is a really bad spot for them. Um, but if they come out showcasing Baker and it's about, you know, look at the plays we can call and, boy, we got to feed Odell, then you can, you can watch the takeaway totals for the Steelers keep climbing. Cause, and you'll watch, you know, Watt and Hayward 
and Bud Dupree get off against a very poor offensive line when it comes to pass protection. So I'm interested to see if they play for style points or if they just play for grit points. And if they play for grit points, then, you know, I think it's a close game. Uh, But I I still favor the Steelers. I get that the Texans didn't play last week and the Ravens did and Lamar Jackson put on a show. But it's also against the Bengals, who they're a high school team, right? They're just awful. Yeah. Um, But it does feel like Deshaun Watson somehow is getting completely lost in this MVP discussion. Does that change if they can win on the road on Sunday? Sure. I mean, we really shouldn't even start having an MVP discussion until December. Well, I think what what we're doing is, like, because Lamar Jackson, there was some criticism of him, because he was kind of hit and miss or even early in this season, he hit obviously early against the Dolphins and Cardinals, but then we forgot about the games in the middle where he was not particularly good. Now he's been great the last two weeks. I think that's how we've gotten into this MVP thing. We're like, oh, he's the MVP. Like, we still have a ways to go here. But but it is interesting that we're there's several guys having great seasons. Mahomes having a great year that we're not paying attention to. Yeah, I, I mean, well, Mahomes missed, I mean, he basically missed three weeks. You know, I mean, you're only playing 16 games. That's a that's a pretty good chunk, and the problem for Mahomes is he could have done a lot of things better than last year, but still not produce last year's season. Like he wasn't throwing fifty touchdowns again. Like it wasn't happening. I'm sorry, it's happened three times in the history of the game. It's not happening back to back seasons. Uh, no, I think it's I think it's three guys who stand out for me. It's Lamar, it's Deshaun, and it's Russell. And you can shuffle them around any given week, but you know I I I don't think it's going to somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Um, there's not a risk, you know, Mike Thomas is doing Mike Thomas things, but he's been doing those things for a while. And, you know, I don't think that's going to carry the day. And I love what McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook are doing, but I don't think you can make the case they're more spectacular than these other guys. Um, the one thing I would say about Lamar is right now he's like a top five quarterback and a top 10 running back. He's 10th in the league in rushing. He's averaging seven yards a carry. Um, when you look at the totality of that and the fact that like, let's be real, like, he throws to a tight end, and he throws to a rookie receiver who's still got a bad foot. You know what I mean? Who can't practice a lot of weeks and has missed you know, a bunch of games himself. And that's really it. You know what I mean? Miles Boykin, I don't know if he's an NFL player yet. You know what I mean? Like, Hayden Hurst was picked in the first round, but he's their third best tight end. Like, it's not like he's out there with Mahomes cast or Dak Prescott Yeah, cast. I mean, but, but like, listen, I, look, I, he's, he's been better than we thought. He, he's not throwing. He's not Rodgers, Mahomes. Russell Wilson, you know, he's frankly not not Brady. Like I, he's, I would agree with you on the running back thing. He's basically Shohei Otani, right? Like where he's, he may not be the, he's not the best throwing quarterback, but he's the best running quarterback by a mile, and he's been good enough as a thrower so that it it, it can accentuate the positives. And he does hit those deep balls. He's an incredible deep ball thrower. Yeah, I mean, look, he does not turn the ball over. His decision making is pristine. Um, and it's not again. It's not like he's got a multitude of options. It's 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 really him playing point guard and spreading it around enough because you know good teams know most of the time it's going to Andrews and so you've got you know Hollywood Brown and that's it. Yeah. Um, that's their offense. It's and it's it's all based around Lamar and matchups and changing the match point and RPOs. I mean. He, his ability to see things at the line of scrimmage and know what to do with the ball, when to pitch it, when to hold it, when to throw it, yep. it's pretty special. No question. Jason Lockham for CBSSports.com, their NFL insider. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. You got it, buddy. Have a good Pleasure. one. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.